Welcome to another edition of Market Impact Insights, your podcast source for business leadership perspectives to help your business grow. Hear from experts in marketing, sales, business strategy, and more with practical advice for business success. Make sure you won't miss the latest episodes by visiting marketimpactnow.com. Now, here's your host, Dan Albaum. Welcome back, everyone, to another amazing episode of Market Impact Insights. It's all about inspiring, making a positive impact every day. And one area that is continuing to grow and have a profound impact in business is the continuous learning that organizations are making. How do they scale the learning and development of employees, leveraging online platforms? That market, online learning, estimated at over $300 billion, and it's projected to keep growing at more than 20% over the next several years, obviously propelled a lot by the changing structure of how we work, going to more remote uh, work environments. That really facilitates the opportunity for online learning. And I'm really excited to have a guest today that knows all about what's going on in this exciting area Christine Royston is Vice President of Global Marketing at Udemy. That's a leading provider of more than 200,000 courses online today, 12,500 enterprises that they're working with, 54 million, that's right, million learners, 75 languages supported. This is a global perspective and 71,000 instructors. So high level of activity, Christine driving the marketing, understanding that market. We're going to get into that today with her, but also she has a really impressive leadership background in marketing. Prior to Udemy, she was the global marketing campaigns leader at Dropbox. She also was the vice president and head of marketing at Bitly. She's been in a senior marketing leadership role at salesforce.com. So she knows a lot about leadership. We're also going to explore some of her best practices as well. So, Christine, with that as a backdrop, welcome to Market Impact Insights. Thank you, Dan. Glad to be here. Yeah, so let's let's go back a little bit. You've had this really impressive career trajectory, but you're you're in this learning space right now. And curious what sparked your interest to really focus on utilizing technology to enable even more impactful learning. Sure. Um, you know, I think I've always been a big believer in lifelong learning. You're not done once you finish school or your degree. I think the challenge for me and what I hear from my friends and my team members, it's always how do you find the time for, for it? Um, I think I've been lucky to have worked for companies and worked with leaders that prioritize this, um, but I know that that's not always the case for everybody. Uh, and so I really jumped at the chance to work for a learning company like Udemy that's really focused on you know, empowering organizations as well as individuals by providing the opportunity to, to get access to skills development, no matter where you are in the world, no matter what you're doing today. Yeah, and of course, just the last two years with just what's happening in the world, that, that was just another accelerator, I'm sure, that really drives the whole context in which you're doing that. Absolutely. It has definitely changed, I think, the way people are actually learning um, because they are doing it remote, doing it virtual, um, as well as just, you know, there's there's more time for it. Um, we're not commuting as much as we used to. Um, and so people are really thinking about how can they be focused and, and thinking about how they drive their career or drive their learning of a huge variety of topics. 
um, with some of that that time that they have. I think what you're saying, Christine, is the three hours we're not sitting in our car stuck in traffic, that, that's learning time now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, hopefully time to do some other things too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, I talked about these really well-known successful companies that uh, you've uh, navigated your, your own career and, and developed your own career of leadership through. I'm curious now, reflecting back on your own journey, what do you feel has been most important for you to be successful in that tech space across those companies? Sure. You know, I think it, it comes down in the end to, to people. Um, you know, I feel very lucky to have worked for some world-class leaders that have served as really great role models. I've been able to observe their communication and leadership styles, how they make decisions, how they deal with difficult conversations. And I've been able to, to take those observations to create my own leadership style, which in tech, I think you have to, to be flexible and think about what's needed at that time, what's needed at that company. Um, you know, I think number two is is mentorship. Um, and I've had some official and unofficial mentors throughout my career, um, people that from an unofficial perspective I can go to for one-off guidance or can help me to work through a specific problem. And then also official mentors where we have a defined cadence, we have objectives for the relationship. Um, they keep me accountable and, and ensure that I make time for my own career development. So I think that that mentorship and that sounding board is is super helpful as you think about going into a new company or thinking about how fast a tech company can evolve and how you deal with different situations. Um, and then the last one I'd say is, is sponsorship. And I'm sure your audience has heard about the difference between a mentor and a sponsor. And, you know, I've, I've had people who've taken a more active role in my career and they've ensured that, that I have the visibility across the organization. They've helped me to, to get assignments and projects that can help get me to the ne that next level. So I think sponsorship is, is another piece to, to kind of tie up that, that focus on the people really helping me throughout my own journey. You know, it's really interesting. We've talked a, a bit about mentorship on the podcast uh, with some other leaders and something even from my own experience. It seems like the experience of benefiting from being mentored translates pretty well over into being more committed uh, and being more engaged as the mentor for the next generation. Have you, have you found that to be really important to have that own personal experience perspective on the other side and then, and then apply that as a mentor to others? Absolutely. I think one of the things that I really love about the work that, that I've been able to do throughout my career as I moved into leadership is just the, the satisfaction and the, the joy of being able to see people develop in their careers. Um, I think being able to, to see somebody to, to move to the next level, to move, you know, be outside of your team, take on a broader role. I just really am passionate about, you know, helping people to grow in their own careers and I can do that easily with people that are in my teams, but mentorship gives me an opportunity to kind of expand that, that scope and be able to work with people that maybe are in a different function or a different company. Um, and I'm able to, to kind of give back in that way. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, you know, something we started talking about a few minutes ago, given the massive change in the world environment in certainly the business environment over the last few years is just the evolution of how learning happens and it's changing, it's different. Can you dive in a little bit more, Christine, to outline just what is driving that evolution and, and where are the significant areas of change? 
Sure, sure. You know, I think the probably the most obvious one is as uh, many of us moved to a work from home virtual environment, more learning had to take place on demand online. Um, the the days of, of us going into an office to have a third party come in and deliver training, uh, we certainly didn't experience that over the past two years. And I think because people have seen how effective learning can be in, in a different type of modality or environment, I think that we'll continue to, to see this investment in the on-demand experiences and people seeing that they can get value in, in on-demand. Um, you know, I think it also allows people to be more flexible with their learning. They may not have the, the time to sit in a full day course, uh, but they can take different snippets or chunks or chapters of, of a longer learning experience and make sure that they can fit it into, into their day, whatever that looks like. Um, I think another piece that we're definitely seeing, um, especially more, more recently, is just with the ongoing economic changes and uncertainty in the world, um, there's this, this skills gap that has emerged. Um, and I think companies are starting to, to recognize that learning, figuring out how to, to upskill and reskill their employees is really something strategic that can help them to drive their business outcomes. It is fantastic for, for a learner, my, you know, myself, it's fantastic for my team members to be able to get those experiences and learn, but it also is, is, a, is a benefit for businesses and companies and organizations that are trying to figure out how do they grow, how do they evolve, how do they deal with you know, the, the constant transformation of, of all the skills that we need to learn to, to kind of deal with what's going on in, in the world or with work. Yeah, I would think in this virtual environment, you think of the old models where you know sign up, register, go into some physical location. Hopefully it was close. Sometimes it wasn't real close to your primary office. And beyond just the time savings, it would seem like the current learning experience would just feel a lot more personal just based on a lot of the flexible options. Do you feel like it's just it's touching people at a more feeling more like their own thing as opposed to them plugging into some other big generic? Thing. Definitely, definitely. I think um, I think if you look at moving to to more of a virtual environment, people can create that personalized learning or work with their managers or, or think about their own career and and say you know normally there would be ten courses I would be able to choose from. I'll sign up. I'll go and spend that day. But here I can can sort of pick and choose and decide what is it that I need in order to to learn a new skill, whether it's for personal or professional growth. Well, there's all sorts of reasons and benefits to making the investment in continuous learning for employees and leaders would be all over it. It's a priority, but yet um, there are challenges out there. There are real challenges out there to really achieve this enhanced learning experience and learning path in organizations. What are some of the biggest barriers, Christine, you're seeing out there uh, to achieve those end goals? You know, I think... Um... I think number one is is really thinking about how do you make sure people are staying up to date on key skills, and that is the case no matter your your department, your function, what it is that you want to to stay current with. Um, you know, I think if you take a look at more technical careers, engineers, data scientists, there are always latest releases and new versions of tools and technology that you have to stay up to date on, and and how do you make sure that that you know about those and, and can get access to, to that, those skills. In the case of, you know, maybe a, 
a high growth company or a team or or someone who really wants to accelerate their career, you're looking at, you know, how do you how do you quickly onboard new employees if your company's growing quickly? Or uh, how do you make sure that new leaders are successful as they start to take on uh, team leadership roles or, or managing complex projects? So to me, it's it's sort of the speed of the evolution of all the, the skills that we need to, to figure out how we can stay current on. Are you seeing some just growing collaboration across within your client organization. So, you know, we typically think training and, and personal development, professional development, there's this uh, functional leader that's maybe working with their team member on a, on a growth plan, but then there's the human resources departments that maybe have a broader vision. I would think that uh, this would be a, a great opportunity for a more intentional type of partnership to really achieve better outcomes. Yes, exactly. I think, um, I think there's, you know, there's always sort of the, the standard basics that you might say, hey, anyone in, in a marketing department or in a sales department, they need these basic skills. But when you actually sit down to, to think about the individual, you want to make sure that it's personalized and you want to make sure that you're creating something that is not just check the box, everybody needs this, but you can say, hey, I've observed this is an area where you do need to, to, to drive more knowledge. Let's double click into that area and make sure you're focusing your learning time in that area versus something that might be a little more cookie cutter for, for a broader department. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And then just offering that broad, highly personalized range of options, bite-sized chunks, probably overcomes what historically has been any sort of objection from a just your budget or financial perspective. There's just more efficiency, more cost efficiency in, in being able to offer uh, using the technology, isn't there? Yes, definitely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So beyond just the access and the absorption of all of this content, there's just so much out there for employees to just grow and, and become more knowledgeable. What about encouraging the actual practical application of what's learned? Are there some best practices of what you've seen out there in terms of translating from going through the learning experience into putting it into action and then getting the positive results? Yes. You know, I think that um, as I think about conversations I have with my team members, um, we we certainly have formal check-ins, uh, annual re- review processes, but it's those, those week-to-week one-on-ones, those observations in team meetings or team presentations, where I think you have the opportunity to sort of observe our people actually implementing, applying the skills that they've learned um, and being able to provide that real-time feedback to, to somebody to say, hey, you know, I know in our last in our last review process, we talked about you really focusing on, on learning this skill. Um, and in the last meeting, I really saw you start to bring it to life and I'd love to see you double click a little bit more here. So I think that real-time feedback is super important for people. Um, to, to be able to sort of see how their learning is, is being observed by their manager or their peers and how they're actually seeing it to improve their own performance or drive specific business outcomes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's kind of this continuous reflection and, and then applying, but with a new perspective as you just actually go out and experience the application. And I would also think um, a lot of just, I guess, word of mouth 
So if you're really excited about learning, I know it's been a case for me, if I've gone through a positive learning experience, I tend to want to share that with other colleagues. You see a lot of more, I guess, grassroots or organic uh, awareness building that happens, you know, and then it just builds momentum that way. Exactly. Definitely. I know we um, uh, frequently my leadership will come together and talk about, you know, hey, here's here's a new skill. We really think the, the entire organization would benefit from um, and people will always pipe in to say, hey, I know somebody from my team just took this course or just, you know, went through this experience. Let me check and see if they'd recommend it for for the whole team. So I think being able to to share that um, sort of what is it that's resonating with people? How can we make sure we're sharing those experiences with with people by understanding their actual experience with the learning? And emphasize the leadership uh, engagement there. And and that's the other piece too, right? Is having the commitment from the senior leadership. Because I've, I've been in some organizations where there may be individuals kind of, I'll call it going, going rogue based on their own passion, you know, for learning and their stuff out. And you, you can go that path. But what a difference it makes if you have aligned, committed senior leadership that are just, they're, they're all in, you know, yeah. on, on the value. And have you found that, that there are some challenges there to build that alignment? Or do you find generally, no, I mean, the leaders today, I mean, they get it, they understand it. What, what do you see out there around that? You know, I think, um, uh, I think certainly w- within Udemy, I, I benefit from the fact that we're a, a learning company, but when we, when we think about talking to, you know, customers or prospects, or I even think about previous companies I've worked at, I think the, the key is to make sure that people are seeing how, how learning can help to, to really drive the business and drive personal and professional development um, and making the time for it, making sure that people see that as this is part of, part of a discussion you should be having with your employees. Um, you should be demonstrating as a leader that you're taking the time to learn. Um, you should be demonstrating that you value that in terms of you know, employee growth and development. So I think really making sure that people are vocal about that and calling it out um, uh, is important for people to realize, okay, I, I understand that my time can be used for learning and, and that my, my manager or our leadership team really values skills development. And, and it's, it's about how do we grow the team members that we have, um, and thinking about how do you, how do you drive the internal promotions and the internal movement and, and mobility across organizations so people can, can, uh, really get a lot of experiences at a single company. Yeah, modeling the behaviors. I, I love that. That is so powerful. And as you've taken on these huge leadership roles in the various technology organizations, Christine, we're going to step back from the learning specific topic and just as a successful leader, what have been the keys for you to deliver exceptional leadership? Let's see. I think the... The first one is really making sure that I am asking questions and listening and observing. Uh, I try to focus on this when I join a new company. Uh, I don't want to jump to conclusions about what is the problem? Do I have the solution? Um, Every company is a little bit different. And even when I've been in a company for, for a couple of years, I want to make sure I'm still asking questions of my peers, of my teams, of their teams. What ideas do they have for the next game-changing project? What ideas do they have to to solve a problem? Um, I think making sure that that you are always 
open and realizing that you don't have to have all the answers and you probably don't have all the answers is super important for for a leader to to make sure that they are harnessing harnessing the the value of of the organization to to solve problems. I think a second key key thing that I have really found um, to to drive success for for myself and my, any company I've been at is always focus on the customer. Uh, this is always what gets you to the right answer. If you think about, you know, what is it that is going to be the, the product we develop, the product we develop, um, the ease of business solution that we create, what will be the right thing for the customer? I think in business that always gets you to the right decision. Um, and I think the third key thing that I have also found really useful is to make sure that I'm staying connected to what's happening outside of the company that I'm in. Um, it is super easy to, to sort of say, hey, this is my day to day. I'm, I'm thinking about what are our problems? What are our solutions? But I find going outside and thinking about who can I talk to in my network? What new networks can I can I join? What industry groups or associations or, or events can I can I attend that help to, to bring in different perspectives different experiences, different solutions to, to problems um, so that I can continually think about how am, I, how am I innovating? How am I bringing some of those external learnings inside the company? Yeah, I really like where you, you went with it because it was really around seeking to understand, demonstrating some vulnerability in terms of, hey, I don't have all the answers and then leveraging relationships, right? And just putting all those together and then wrapped around with a consistent, clear goal of doing what's right for the customer. Wow, that's a powerful formula. I'd like to get more of that, Christine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. So um, you've you've obviously again worked in these different organizations. Uh, you've led a variety of different teams. What's the best piece of business advice you've ever personally received? You know, I'd say. It might, it might be more career advice, but I, uh, you know, was told early on in my career, you own your career. Uh, you, you are the one that needs to build it. You can't follow what someone else has done. You can't hope that someone is going to, to define it for you. Um, I think we all know the, the days of, of joining a company and staying forever are, are probably over for, for many industries. And I think it's super important that you have to define where you want to go, what experiences you want, um, and really map out how to get there. Certainly asking for, for feedback and advice from peers, mentors, managers. Um, I think you have to make sure you're, you're asking for what you want and asking for the assignments and the jobs that get you those experiences for the career that you want to, to build. Um, you know, I think finding companies and leaders that can see how your skills and experiences and aspirations can transfer to a new role uh, is also super important. Um, it is uh, it's always always tough to to get that growth if you have to check every single box for for a job um, if you haven't done that job yet. So I think finding those people who are willing to to help you, but knowing that you own you own that career journey. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That that accountability, that personal accountability around uh, creating the right path for each person. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So when you look to the future, I mean, we're obviously in unprecedented times, time of high change. 
What makes you optimistic? So I'm always optimistic when I when I do see things change and evolve. Um, I I think that's that's what makes life and work really exciting. Um, so if I think about marketing, you know, marketing is a field. Uh, this is, it has been this way for many years, but there is just this ongoing evolution of how technology makes marketing more effective. Um, I think the access to data and tools we have to give people the experiences and information they want just increases every year. So, so I'm always optimistic to see those, those new technologies. I think the technology industry itself, the startup world, you know, I know that sometimes the news of layoffs is the first thing that, that, um, that we see in the newspaper or, or hear on the news. Um, but the, just the continuous innovation that, that is still happening in, in the tech industry always amazes me. Um, I think there will always be growth and investment in, in businesses that have, you know, really strong operational foundation and are coming up with new ways to solve business problems. So I'm, I'm always excited to, to see that continue. Um, and I think, you know, to, to bring it back to, to learning and, and the field I'm in now, I think just the, the flexibility that we've been able to, to see in the past two years of being able to move to a new type of work experience, a new type of learning experience um, uh, is, is fascinating to me just to see how sort of adaptable we are uh, as, as humans and thinking about how we can, can continue to, to just change based on what the world brings to us. Adaptable and resilient. I think both. We've, we've learned a lot here over the last couple of years about uh, how we as humans uh, can just do these amazing things that probably didn't seem possible uh, before we went through this experience. So, Christine, as we start wrapping up the conversation, do you have any other final suggestions for achieving any sort of learning breakthroughs? So leaders and organizations that want to elevate knowledge of their teams, leveraging the technology of learning, and that support the improved business performance? Yeah, I think, you know, I think probably three, three things. Uh, first, really thinking about how learning can drive business performance and, and thinking about what's the business performance you're trying to, to drive, whether it's increasing revenue or driving more productivity um, and taking the time to map the skills out that you need to, to build or evolve in your teams. Um, I think second is that personalization that we talked about earlier. It is truly, you know, something that you want to think about for individuals or have your, your leaders think about for, for individuals and, and for functions. What is it that they can do to, to help the company? Um, and then last is just going back to that prioritization. How do you make time for learning? How do you make sure people know that uh, that, that is a, a behavior that you want to see is that, that people are carving that time out to, to learn and grow? Um, for both personal and, and professional uh, outcomes. Definitely a lot to chew on there. Well, Christine, thanks again for coming on, sharing your perspective on just this evolution that's continuing to happen in the area of learning, as well as your perspectives on exceptional leadership. Sure, sure. Thanks so much for having me. And a reminder to everyone, please continue to give the gift of feedback, rate and review this podcast. It's very easy to do. You can go out and do that real quickly on any of the major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcast. A reminder, really excited for the launch of my new book, The Impact Makers, that's coming out this fall. More details coming soon, but really a great way to 
capture the perspective and best practices from leaders around the world in delivering exceptional leadership. And as always, make sure to visit marketimpactnow.com for the latest in business leadership perspectives. So long until next time.